Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Isaiah chapter 43, and I'm going to start reading from verse 1. This is the prophet um, Isaiah, God in the Old Testament would use, not just Old Testament, but even still now today would use prophets um, to deliver his word to his people. And this is what we're hearing is we're going to read a word from God through Isaiah over his people. 43 and verse 1. But now, say but now. Say it loud. Say it like you're awake. Say but now. Say it like you've had a few espressos and you're ready to go. Say but now. Thus says that you don't have to repeat this bit. You know when we don't know when the preacher wants us to stop repeating? You know, I'm not going to make you repeat seven, seven verses. But now, thus says the Lord, your Creator, O Jacob, and He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. How many believe that that right there is one verse that'll stir your heart a little bit and give you some assurance? When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I have given Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba as your place. Since you are precious in my sight, since you are honoured and I love you, I will give other men in your place and other people in exchange for your life. Verse 5 again, do not fear. Why don't we fear? Because he's with us. He says, because I am with you. I'll bring your offspring from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Verse 7, everyone who is called by my name and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. These verses come through the prophet Isaiah, over the children of Israel, in one of the worst, or in fact, studies say, possibly the worst moment or the worst season of time in Israel's history. This is coming, this is a word from God that is coming to Israel through the prophet in a time of absolute despair. How many know that you serve a God who knows exactly what to say at the right time? This is a moment where there is complete and utter abomination. There is sin happening in the children of God. The children of God had given in to their surroundings. They were surrounded by evil people. The Assyrians had had marched in and taken over the land. There are evil kings on and off. It would go from a good king to an evil king. They were constantly surrounded by turmoil at this time and they allowed the turmoil that was around them to get inside them. It started to affect their faith and they started to scatter and they started to bicker and they started to question what God was doing, whether God was even still around, whether there was still a purpose upon their life. They started to doubt. They started to fear. This is the worst time in Israel's history. 
And God sends this prophet to come and speak this word over them. And he begins by saying this, but now these words are interpreted as being an interruption. It's God saying over Israel, in the midst of all of these things going on in your life, but now I've got something that I want to say. This is God saying to Israel, you've been listening to the voice of the enemy over your life up to this point, but now it's time for you to tune out that voice and tune into this voice. This but now is a powerful little phrase that God is saying that's actually putting a finish to what the enemy's been saying. And it's a declaration that I'm about to speak something over your life and I need you to tune out what you've been listening to in the past and I need you to tune into what I'm about to declare over your life. This is God saying to them, I know you're feeling down and out. I know you're going through some things. I know there's some craziness, but now let me speak over your situation. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're in right now. Maybe you're in it because of your own mistakes. Maybe you're in it through no fault of your own. But I came this morning to declare that there is a but now that God is speaking out over your life saying enough is enough. It's time for you to quieten what the enemy is saying and it's time for you to tune in to what your God is about to speak over your life. You need to change the dial, turn the station. Enough is enough. It's time to start to lean your ear to the things of God, tune out the enemy and say, I'm not gonna give you my attention anymore. I'm not gonna tune into your lies anymore. I'm gonna tune into my God. He says, but now we have to understand that the enemy is continually trying to speak things over your life. I don't know about you, but I know for me, if I can, if I give the enemy even just a little bit, all I can hear over my life is it's hopeless. It's not going to work out. You cannot do it. There's nothing in front of you. It's pointless. You don't know how to do it. It's not going to work out. If I just give that enemy just a, just an inch. If I crack that door just a little bit, the flood, I feel for my life, man, the floodgates just open and the enemy starts to pour out these, this garbage and these lies into my mind, into my thinking. Whenever I believe the lie, I empower the liar. And some of you are trying to battle the enemy in your life. And the only reason he's there in the first time, in the first place, is because you empowered him by believing the lie. He's speaking over your life and it's time to shut that down and change. Tune that out and tune into what God's about to say. God came and it was powerful in the middle of what they were dealing with and in the middle of what they were going through. He said, I'm about to speak something and I need you to listen and I need you to tune in with some expectation. I need you to hear this but now is saying, listen up. He's saying, listen, I need you to make a decision right now that you're going to give me your full attention. 
I need you to listen to me. I don't need you just to tune into me the same way you tune into Fox News or the same way you read your Twitter or the same way you listen to your I need your full attention. I need your full honour. I need your full focus right now because if you will receive this Word, I'm about to declare over your life, it'll turn your situation around for the glory of God. But you need to shut down that voice of the enemy and tune into the but now that I'm about to declare over your life because there's a new season you're about to step into. I feel Jesus this morning over your life and I feel like God's telling me to declare to you, it's time to speak over your life a but now that's gonna turn things around and open up a new season of blessing, of favour, of fulfilment, of peace, of joy over your life. Say enough is enough. Say, but now, but now. Martha knew what it was to have a but now moment when Jesus rolled up to Lazarus's tomb and Martha went up and said, I know he's dead four days. She put another way. She said this, she said, even now. Another way of saying, but now, even still, I know the situation is bad. She ran out and she was still dealing with the battle and still dealing with the hurt of her brother dying. Not only just dying, but he's been dead for days and it looks hopeless and it looks like it's in complete another despair and it looks like it cannot turn around. And she ran up to Jesus and she said, I know he's been dead four days and I know it looks bad, but she said, even still, I know that you are God and the fact that you're here means that something is about to turn around even still. There's a but now in this situation and God's about to do it for His glory. Elijah knew what it was when he'd been running from Jezebel and he was freaking out. And the Bible said that he ran and dude found a tree and sat under a tree and said, God, that you may kill me. I want to die. And the God sent an angel of the Lord to give him a little but now vision that said, I'm going to show you that this situation is not dead. I need you, I need you to get up from where you are and I need you to declare over your life. Even still, I know death is knocking at the door but I'm about to break through it and step into what God has for me. But now, but now, Daniel knew what it was like to have a but now. When he stepped into that lion's den, if ever there's a moment where you're about to call it all quits, it's when you're in the lion's den. But now. How many stories do we have to read in Scripture before it gets in our spirit and we start to not look at them as pretty stories that we like to tell our kids and we start to grab these things as the living and active Word of God and apply it to our life and say, if He did it, then He can do it now. I'm going to grab this thing and declare it over my life. But now, I want to declare this over your business. But now. But now, not but later, not but tomorrow, not but next year, 
not but when you get your act together, because if He does it and He waits for you to get your act together, then you getting your act together will get the glory. But when God does it, despite you getting your act together, you're gonna be able to stand there with your screwed up, messed up self and give God glory because He did it, but now by for the glory of God. And it was not about you. If you remember last week, you just brought your little and God did a lot, but now... But now I want to speak it out over your marriage, but now. I want to speak out and declare and shut down the voice of the enemy that's trying to speak over you that it's not going to turn around because this is how your parents were and it's not going to turn around because divorce runs in your family. I want to declare a but now that has the power to break every generational curse over your family, over your marriage. I declare it right now in the Name of Jesus Christ. Don't tell me how bad it is. Don't tell me how hopeless it looks. I want to declare you serve the God of a but now, the God of even still, the God of it doesn't matter how bad it is, I can still turn it around. But now, but now, I dare you to start to declare it over your kids. But now, when you're trying to find out what your kids are doing, because you don't know what they're doing. So you jump on Facebook and you're trying to work out even what Facebook is. And then you're trying to create your own Instagram account just so you can keep an eye on what your kids are doing. And then you find out you've got to friend request them and they've got to receive the friend request. So you create a fake profile just to try and look like you're one of your kids' friends so you can check out their photo. I know what you parents do. And so you can look and see what's going on. And you start seeing these pictures and you start seeing what they're saying to one another. And you start and it starts to get in your spirit, how far they are from God. I dare you to look at all of that stuff in front of you and still allow the Word of God to speak through you and declare over your kids. But now, but now, he comes and he says, but now, he says, listen up. He says, listen up. And he gets their attention. He comes and he interrupts. But now is an, it's an interruption where he interrupts their situation. He says, enough with this. Let me speak. But this is not just anybody speaking to you. What he's doing at the start of this word, he is asserting his authority to declare this promise over their life. He says, but now, thus says the Lord, your Creator. He's declaring over your life. I heard it like this. I went back to memories of when I was a little kid and my mum would stop me and say, Benjamin, this is your mother speaking. That's what God is doing. He's saying over them, this is not just Joe Blow from down the street. This is not your hairdresser's thoughts on your situation. This is not Billy Jack in the cubicle next to you at work telling him what he thinks. This is not Twitter telling you their perspective. This is not your nail salon lady telling you. This is the Lord God, your Creator, and you better tune in and listen to what I've got to say because I'm about to speak something over your life that is not just fluff and bubbles. I'm about to declare something that'll shift your situation around. The trajectory of your life is about to change if you will listen to what I'm saying. This is a, this is a moment where it's a, this is your captain speaking. You ever been in turbulence on a plane? And it'll come across the loudspeaker. It'll go, that was the static. That's what that was. 
it'll come across the loudspeaker. What will he first say? He will say, this is your captain speaking. Why does he tell us who he is? Because it matters. Don't speak into my life if you don't have the authority to turn it around. I refuse to give Twitter and Facebook the same value that I'm going to give the Word of God. I refuse to give Fox News and CNN the same authority to speak into my life. If you're going to declare something over me, it better come from the Word of God. You better be the one who created me, who formed me out of the dust of the ground. You better be the one that goes before me, that checked out my situation and is looking back saying you can handle this. You're going to be okay. It was about now. But it was coming. It was about now that was coming from the King. He comes in and he says, this is your captain speaking. That stirred my heart when I looked at that because too often we look at the Word of God like it's a couple of little words to inspire us. This thing is not to inspire me. It's to change me. It's to mould me. It's to shape me. It's to cut into me. It's to cut away those things that are holding me back. It's to give me purpose and to give me direction. If I want inspiration, I could go to Dr. Phil or Oprah. I go to the Word of God when I need a situation turned around by the power of God. It's time for us to tune into, change the station and tune into His Word and receive the but now that'll turn things around. It was a but now. And He said, this is your God. I'm not just anybody. Too often we allow people to speak over our lives. Too often we are so quick to receive the words of our hairdresser before we've received the words of our God. Too often we are so quick to tune into anybody else and just let anybody say things over our life and we receive these words into our heart and we are so slow to receive the Word of God. We just come to church and we hear it like it's this pretty little, well, that was a nice talk. That was a nice speak, speech. I want to tell you, if you would take the faith and grab this thing and declare it and apply it to your life, you would see things turn around. It's the Word of God. It's the power of God. It's a declaration. He says, but now, thus says the Lord, your Creator. This is not Joe Blow speaking. This is your captain speaking. This is not Billy Frank from seat number 43B. Because Billy Frank doesn't have the authority to speak into this situation. But your captain does. When you're on a plane and you've got turbulence happening, you don't want to hear anybody else tell you it's going to be all right. That is not going to cut it. I'm sorry. I need somebody that is looking at the flight plan, that has flown the flight before, that is looking at the weather ahead, that can assure me I've gone ahead of you and I'm looking back at you after going ahead of you, telling you, you know what? It's going to be 
your right. I'm your captain. I've gone before you. I'm surrounding you. I'm your comforter. You know what? We're going to make it. Tell someone we're going to make it. Hit someone and say, we're going to make it. If they didn't look like they believed you, find someone else and say, you're going to make it because your God is declaring this morning over you. This is a but now moment. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't settle. Keep praying. Keep believing. You're about to get your breakthrough for the glory of God. And you're going to get it because your God's good. He's gone ahead. He's made a way. He's making your path straight and you're going to make it. It's about now. It's about, I'll preach this to myself if I have to. I'll preach this to myself. I walked around my office when I got this Word and I started declaring it over myself. Ben, this is your captain speaking. Tune out what the world is saying. Tune out what the enemy's saying. Tune out the lies you've been given into and start to declare the promises of God over your life. God told me to tell some of you it's time to change a station. You've been listening to the enemy. You've been listening to the subtle, the angel, the, the, the one that disguises himself as an angel of light. The one that sometimes disguises himself as common sense. You know when people come and try and steal your faith by bringing a common sense word? You know what? I don't need a common sense word. I need a supernatural word. That's what I need right now. So you can take your common and your sense and and pack it because I'm going through something and I need God to speak right now. And the last time I checked, my God is not common and He doesn't make sense in the natural. He's a supernatural God and He's about to turn it around. I dare you right now for about 30 seconds. Why don't you praise God like what you're going through is not about to stop you. Why don't you praise Him like you know that all hell itself cannot hold you back in Jesus Christ's name. I feel like preaching this morning. I feel like telling somebody that you're going to make it. I feel like stirring your faith, telling you that you've got it in you, that be what God has called you to be, but now for the glory of God. Grab a seat quickly. But now... But now, we're only five words into this, but this is the Word of God, it's powerful. We've got seven verses to go. We've got nine minutes and 37 seconds. But now, your Creator, He says this, and this hit my heart as well. I'm your Creator. He says, I formed you. He says, I know you. He says, I know what's in you because I put it there. I know the dreams. I know the desires. You know what? I even know the battles that you have. I know those things that you don't even tell your spouse about. I know those battles in your mind that you've been going through for years. I know your propensity to head a certain way in your thinking. I know what stirs you up and gets you going and I know what hits you really hard. I know how you think. I know how you feel. Because I moulded you and I shaped you and you can handle this. 
That's powerful if we will receive that over our life. That the only reason he will let us go through the water and go through the fire is because he knows what he put in us. Because the Bible says that we were formed out of the dust of the ground. The word dust, it means clay. The interpretation for it says the same way a potter will form something with clay. Do you know that there's two things that a potter actually needs to make what he wants to make out of clay? Is he actually needs water and he needs fire. That what the enemy sent to try and stop you, God got the jump on him. Because God went before you and made you out of a substance that actually needs the very thing that the enemy... See, see, God went before. See, the devil's an idiot, but he's not dumb. And, And what he tried to do was he tried to send water and tried to send fire because he thought that those things were gonna stop you. But what he did miss, so he's really not that smart, is he missed the fact that you were formed out of clay and the two things that clay needs to be what it's called to be is water and fire. So when God sends the water and when the devil sends the water and sends the fire, the very thing that he's sending to try and stop you, God's about to use to shape you and to form you just like Joseph said, what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for the good. Why don't you tell someone around you, you need this, you need this. What you're going through, you need it. I know it's a battle, I know it's hard, but you need it. It's shaping, it's moulding and it's forming you. God says over these children of Israel, He says, I I created you. I formed you. I've redeemed you. I've called you. You are mine. Not only, I want to give you three things. You ready? That was my introduction. (laughs) And I'm going to give you the quickest sermon you've ever heard in your life. Write these three things down we learned from these verses. First thing, I'm created by Him. That speaks to my that speaks to my authenticity. You're created by God. God put his hands on you and formed you with his own hands. The Bible says he knew you before you were even formed in the womb. He created you. You, you you're not some bargain basement rip-off cheap imitation. You're the real deal. You are the real deal. And anything that you've gone through and anything that you've dealt with and any mistake that you made cannot take away from the fact that you are a genuine article shaped by the hand of God Himself. God created you. He created you. I'm created by Him. I also belong to him. That being created by him speaks to who I am, it's my authenticity. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. 
That's what gives me the authority over my mind and my thinking because every single thought that I allow into my thinking has to come in line with the simple fact that I'm a child of God. Would a child of God think like that? I'm created by Him. I belong to Him. He owns me. So when I go to do something, I'm not doing it in my authority. I'm doing it in God's authority. Do you have any idea how much backing you have? Remember what we said last week. You just got to bring that little bit. When you bring a little, God brings a lot. But we need to sometimes, just like the children of God needed in this moment, this reminder, what shifts us out of bad behaviour and living crazy is that reminder of who I am. That reminder of who created me, who paid the price for me. Jesus Christ paid the price for me. So why am I living down here when He says I am seated with Him in heavenly places? Why am I listening to the lies that the enemy is trying to speak over my life? Telling me that I'm not going to make it? Who the hell do you think you are, devil? Telling me that that I'm always going to struggle with this depression? I'm sorry I said hell. My wife told me off for saying that in the last service. But you get you get my drift, don't you? We got this understanding, don't we? It's all under grace. It's all under. I'm joking. But sometimes I feel like we've got, to get, we've got to get some backbones of steel. And say, I don't know who the devil thinks he's talking to this morning, but you better not be talking to a child of God the way you are. Quit trying to declare doubt and unbelief and fear and depression and hopelessness over me, over my life, over my marriage that God knit together, over my kids that God gave me. How dare you think I'm going to be that much of a pushover? I don't know who you think you picked a fight with, but you showed up in the wrong room, messed with the wrong person, came in the wrong mind and tried to disturb and distract the wrong heart. I am a child of God created by Him. I belong to Him and I live for Him. I live for Jesus. Everything I'm believing for is not for me. Everything I'm believing for, I can believe for it with the level of faith that I have because it's not about me. Quit thinking the business is about you. It's not about you. It's about Him. The marriage is about Him. The kids, it's about Him. One of the most powerful things that can shift the devil's hold over situations in our life is when we completely surrender it to Him, to His will, to His plan, and to His purpose. Does God have your kids? I know you dedicated them. And I know you brought them up here. And we prayed but does God have your kids? 
So when they go down a path that you wouldn't have chose for them, when they start doing things that you know are not right, do you still trust Him enough to declare over them they're a child of God and they may stray and the enemy may try what he can try, but I am blessed. And the Bible says, if I am blessed, my offspring is blessed and they're going to come back and they're just right now working on their testimony. And I'm going to trust that my God is the God we read about in Scripture. And I'm just going to keep declaring over them. Uh, but now, even when they're going through craziness, even when they're doing what they're doing, even when they're not in church and I want them in church, I refuse to let the devil have my family, have my marriage, have my business, have my mind. I refuse to let the devil win. I am declaring over my life. Uh, But now that's about to turn things around because I'm created by Him. I belong to Him and I live for Him. I'm surrendered completely and utterly to the goodness of God, to the plan of God, to the purposes of God. And I trust Him. I trust Him. You're created by Him. You belong to Him. Therefore, we live for Him. This was what God spoke of the children of Israel. When they were in the worst season of their life. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.